0: You're listening to The Smartest Guys in Marketing, the best show on the planet for client businesses to learn about traffic, funnels, sales, conversions, and marketing coolness. Chris and Taylor are the founders of Traffic and Funnels, a digital marketing consultancy helping you get paid clients from cold traffic daily. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Taylor.
1: Energy. So, this is going to be really good for sales. If you want to get good at sales, better at sales, improve your sales, this is like what, what we've been doing with our sales guys. A couple months ago, me and Chris had a conversation about our lanes. What are we the best at? And we recommitted to staying in our lanes and me letting him lead on like the advertising, the strategy, the long term, and then I'm letting me lead in terms of like the sales and the conversion and all of that stuff. Most of the times, like you'll have two sides of your brain that do this, but since there are two of us, we can just go hundred percent. So this will like carry, you don't have a business partner, right? So you can use the same principle, but you're, you're going to segment days whereas we segment responsibilities. So this is going to be good for sales. So I've gone into the rabbit hole with our sales guys I think everyone on our team right now is over 3K per conversation in Mm -hmm. revenue, which is pretty good. That's an average. So Peyton's way higher. But anyways, the difference between someone who is selling at 30%, 40%, 50% and someone selling at 10% is about 90% energy and 10% technique. What we're about to go into should destroy you in terms of what you think actually produces results because we all think that it's all technique and can you listen to my call and what did I say at the end and blah 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 but most of the time it had it will give you a case in point we, we have a new guy and he doesn't even know what we sell he doesn't he doesn't know what client kit really is and last week he he's not allowed to sell right now he's setting and he sold two on Thursday five grand's credit card over the phone, doesn't even, and Ben had to fix one of them because this guy doesn't know what client kit is. How does that even happen? He has no technique, no knowledge, doesn't know what's going on. He's just like happy as a lark. Like, I just took an Amex, you know. He listens to his call. He's just like vibrant, like blowing up with energy. It's like staring at the sun. He like thinks that we're the best thing that ever happened to the internet. And people feel it, and they're like, here's my card. Like, I need this. I must need this. And we had to have a, a talk. This is a real thing. We had to have a talk on Friday, and I was like, you can't sell. Don't take any more cards. Because he got two deposits the next day, and it's like, you don't know what you're doing. Don't take any cards. I don't want to refund everyone. well my point is this. It's energy. 90% of it is energy. How you show up, what do you project, Tori? That's how I know that you got some energy that's projecting out into your clients, and even if you have the right technique, if the energy's not there, you will have the same problem. So, these are the three biggest things that impact a person's energy. <laughs> Number one is biology. Had a conversation with Belden, this was like two months ago, over Messenger. And he said something that I've been teaching our guys for a while, but I've never quite put it into words the way that Belden did. He said, when biology and mindset have a fight... Remember this? Biology always wins. It's like, holy shit, that's really good building. You would think that you like do this for a living with people. When biology and mindset have a fight, biology always wins. Think about think about this. When you do your morning formula, but you're hungry, what happens? Your morning formula doesn't even work. Or you slept two hours. Yep. So this, this came from my, you guys have all met Peyton, right? This is my brother. And so we fight all the time. And this came from me trying to just make him, like fix him pretty much as a person. Uh, oh, you should have seen him at dinner the other night. Like last summer, Peyton's selling, he's selling really well and uh, this, he'll, he'll sell a hundred grand in a day and then go on a two month rut and not sell anything. And so I was like trying to just figure this kid out. Like, how is that possible? How, how do you do that? And you'd walk into his office. This is like last summer. It was like late, late summer. You walk into his office and there's a window, but it's got like the blinds are shut and he's got one candle. All the lights are off. And You walk in and you like start getting high from the candle and you look at him, his eyes are like bugging out and he's drinking a Red Bull. Seriously, it's like two in the afternoon and I was like, bro, have you, have you had any water today? He's like, no, I've got Red Bull. Like, have you stood up in four hours? Oh, I forgot to eat lunch. It's two in the afternoon. and So we started going down this journey of like, you know, you're, you're actually not even, you're not even able to think right now. And so biology is that thing that gives you like, have you ever heard the term creating energy? Okay. Energy is something that you can actually absorb more of. You can, we create our own and biology is one of the, it's the, it's the bedrock. It's the foundation. So your water intake, how many of you have a glass of water on your desk when you're taking calls? Raise your hands. How many of you go through six, eight, 10, 15 of them a day? Okay. Gotcha. So I don't think that that's true, but it sounds, you can't not raise your hands or else you're going to get laughed at. But this is what I found. Like most of my closers don't drink water during the day. They don't have any, they're drinking coffee and they're drinking water. How many of you get out in the sun before you start your day? Sunlight. How many of you walk 10 minutes after you eat? Okay. How many of you stand up every 30 minutes or so? All right, so some of you guys are already nailing this. But what happens when you stand up and you get power? Molly said yesterday, <laughs> she said, so she puts her laptop on like a desk and she stands up and she looks down at people so she can have power and authority. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's it, Molly. You do what you got to do. Uh, so you're, a lot of people are fighting their biology. They're, you're not going to the gym. You're not exercising. You're not exercising. You're not walking. Uh, and we have these ruts, not just in sales, but in life, because we get tired and we don't understand the natural graph of things. How many of you take naps during the day? Taking a nap like is fixing, like my Peyton has a big rut after lunch, and then Cole has one late afternoon. Everybody's a little bit different. When you start noticing when this is, like, you can take a cup of coffee, take a 12-minute nap, and you wake up excited to go because how long does it take for for caffeine to get in your bloodstream 15 minutes 10-20 minutes take a cup of coffee take a 12 minute nap you reset you reset so it's actually very very profitable to take a little bit of time to construct your perfect like habitat or environment for you to be able to produce number two is vision vision you guys know what vision is right Two big risks with vision. Both of them are gonna, will take you out of the game. The first is when your future vision is smaller than your current reality. So when you say, well, that, why would that ever happen to me? Well, if you are in a punctuated equilibrium, you probably surpassed what has been your vision for 10 years, 5 years, 3 years. So This, this happens all, all the time. Like all the time to us. For our closers, to Ben, to everyone. And what it looks like is this. Cole has a goal to make 15 grand a month. And Cole's just trucking along, and that's his vision, and he's reaching for it. And, and then he has a week where he makes 22 grand. And then nothing breaks right away, but he doesn't change his goal. But now he's doing 30 grand a month. And then he has a bad day, and he thinks, what am I even doing this for? I've already hit my goal. And then he just quits. That's the risk of not having an update. It's a moving target. When you get to 50 grand a month, then you're going to likely change the target. And if you don't, you have to. it has to be a decision because happiness comes from control. So if you don't make that decision, then you're going to just circumvent yourself. So If your future vision is smaller than your current reality, then you are likely going to get depressed as soon as you have a bad day. So my dad told me this story when I was a little kid. And it was the first seafood restaurant in Chicago that actually transported in fresh fish every day. It was the first one. Because back, everything would be frozen and they would actually send it in live. And the restaurant started blowing up. And the restaurant owner contracted a marine biologist because the, the, the fish were dying. And I don't know the exact ratios, but it was something like when, when the train pulled in, 60% of the fish would be dead and then 40% would be alive. And then it'd be like, they'd have to clean out the waste and things like that. And it's like, why are the fish dying? And so it took like a couple weeks and the guy basically said, put a barracuda in the tank it's big tank with the fish and the ratio is reverse so 60 percent stayed alive and 40 percent would die but there was no waste because it was being eaten and the idea of the story is that an, an animal without a reason to like survive will just die there's nothing for it to to do like survival is an instinct and so, as long as we understand that, like it, as humans, like if you don't have anything to push on, if there is no struggle, I mean, a, a muscle that doesn't have any struggle just atrophies; it dies. It's, this is written into the DNA of everything that lives. It's like nails on a chalkboard when we hear clients and anybody really talk about how they're just kind of tired of the struggle. When will it get easier? And the, the, hopefully, it never gets easier. Like hopefully you level up and then you uh, you add more weight. Like hopefully you don't just get easier and stay stagnant because that's when you die. All right, number one is your future vision is smaller than your current reality. Number two is you have a big vision, but you don't know what the first lever is to pull. This is what you got to watch out for is like, number one, if, if your future, if your vision, if everything you're working for is like worse off than what you have today, you're going to self-sabotage. You're not going to try to get there and you're going to get into a slump. Likewise, if you have a vision of $8 million a month and you have no idea like what is the plan to get there and you can't see it, that's, that's a fail too. This is really dangerous because then you can't correlate and regulation loses its power because you don't know what creates movement towards the goal.
0: Yeah, something that adds to that too, I think, is your association of the goals. Where a lot of times we'll say like hundred grand a month and a lot of you guys have those goals but you're at 30 grand a month right now and you feel like you're going to die. So getting to hundred grand, you're like, yeah, it sounds really great. But you have a negative association with that because that means in your mind, you might be doing three times the work, right? And that is a, a struggle or it should be difficult. And so like, even though that sounds great and fancy and amazing, like you're actually not going to take the necessary steps to get there because your associations of that goal. That makes sense. So you have to be like really aware of that. If you think that's like really hard and struggling, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Like it's gonna be hard for you to get there. Subconsciously, like you're not gonna make the movements necessary to get there. So make sure your associations are good.
1: Cool. Biology, vision, does that make sense? Vision, the second the second piece. And then the thing that ties it all together is regulation. That's the outer ring because there's no way to know what's broken unless you're practicing maintenance and regulation. There's no way to know. Everything we do from a regulation standpoint is, it, the goal is for us as the variable to remain as consistent as possible. So what'll happen is uh, a closer will get into a rut and they'll be like, well, it's not me, it's the market. So I need to adapt to the market and I'm gonna test. And then they change the pitch, All right? So the, the machine is complex. And so the machine might have a dip here and, and then it's going to do this and it's going to kind of go over. But when Peyton hits here, he starts testing things and then the machine goes down to here. And so what would have normally corrected, he's actually taken it and turned it into a massive rut. And it attempts to speed through and then it requires a lot of work to get back up to baseline. Does that make sense? Same thing happens with your everything else. Like same thing happens with everything. It's like, I'm just running out of energy because I don't like my business model. It's like, okay, well, what, what was your sleep this last week? Well, I didn't sleep, but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I just, I feel like, uh, I feel like my market's not responding to my messaging. So I'm going to change my model and run a front end product. Well, that's not actually going to fix the messaging issue. So like, we are so good. We are so good at making up that has nothing to do with the problem just because it makes us feel productive. But an emphasis on productivity results in being... Thank you. There we go. Suming for the win. See how this all ties in together. It's this big interconnected loop. So when you have a problem and the, the problem is the market changes, there's market fluctuations, you can't actually change the SP 500. There's nothing you can do to fix any of that. But what you can do is you can just make sure that you don't change and you stay the same. And this is how you regulate. And so I can give you example after example after example, story after story after story of homeboy goes out of town back home and then he gets back home and he's not closing and he doesn't know why he's not closing and he thinks it's because of apps. But we look at the data and everything's the same and it's like, well. Have you looked at your activities since you've been home? And he, his sleeping patterns got off when he was visiting family and they were negative and he never fixed it and he stopped doing his morning formula. And it's like the, the external is never the problem. We change in the middle of the slump and then it all compounds. This is like money, money stuff. Because I swear all of you are going to want to be like, no, it's It's the webinar. How many times? A million. It's 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 Facebook. It's totally Facebook. No, it's you. Yeah. But when you have to prove that that was working prior to the change in regularity, like the webinar, for
0: example, like you would have to have data that it was working, or the same conversation, like this guy was a little bit sales, then he went away, and then.
1: Yeah. The baseline. You have to have a baseline. Yeah. You have to build a baseline. Well, it depends on if it's a nuance or if it's a principle. And marketing is pretty principle-based. So what would happen? Well, we can do this test. This is tomorrow. You stop eating and go as long as you can and track your results. Why? (laughs) Why? Well, it's like, it's actually principled and it's proven. And it's like, we know for a fact that humans like food because our bodies can't survive without them. So it's marketing is about attention and conversion. That's it. There's two things. So attention and conversion, attention and conversion. You get someone's attention, you convert them into something. And the way you do that is solving people's problems. The way you get their attention is talking about their problems. So it doesn't make a lot of sense for it to be like, well, webinars don't work for my market. Well, are you selling to animals or humans? Because if you're selling to humans, then it will work for your market. So I have the, the stuff in the market right now where people are like, webinars don't work anymore. Attention and conversion. What they're saying is getting attention and then they're converting. But webinars have nothing to
0: do with it. Yeah, I think a lot of this is understanding that you're the weapon. You know, like this whole the whole theme of this is you guys are the weapon, right? And some of the stuff we're talking about is making sure that the weapon is conditioned for the environment. Right, So that no matter what the environment is, you're still going to cut through the trees or you're still going to destroy people on the battlefield, whatever the situation is. So whether your webinar is not working, it's not you and it's not your emotions, right? Because you're set, you're centered, you know what's going on. So you have a good standing position to deal with the issues. I feel like where we're at right now in our business is we are extremely good now at that. And just being a pillar like in the wind in the storm that it's you know it's not you know we're just not affected by external things whether it's a salesperson traveling or an ad issue right so this is like if you get this it took us millions of dollars to figure out and a lot of time a lot of employees these are this is the goal